talk about this uh friend of the show and my wife who i love very much amanda uh and i the last couple weeks have been getting back into you were asked to talk about this she she, yes uh she did make up for it (laughs) she did ask me to put this out onto the podcast to talk to you about it and put it out so i can be held publicly accountable right Mm. um so i don't know if you are familiar with the game called red dead redemption 2 Uh, yeah i'm familiar (laughs) have you played it ever I started playing it uh, a couple months ago, and I couldn't get into it. That's fair. It is a, a very slow big, going kind of yeah. It's yeah. it's a uh, it's meditative. It's methodic, um, right? Methodical, <laughs> right? It's um, it's it. There's a lot of detail. So there's a lot of like built in things to sort of like make you stop and smell the digital roses, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, this this is one of Amanda's favorite games of all time. She got it. For Christmas two Christmases ago, maybe, uh, and put in like a hundred hours. Like it's a huge game, and she got it up to ninety percent complete, basically. Okay. Uh, and she had kind of stopped uh, playing for a while, and I had sort of like started playing here and there. To your point, it takes a while to get into and like really get going. So here yes. and there, I played for a while. But the last few weeks of quarantine, I had started like picking it up and playing it uh, a good amount uh and just kind of catching up and so then when i wasn't playing amanda was playing on her file and just kind of like tying up some loose ends and we would switch back and forth between the save file we had two different save files on one profile and so today accidentally i went i thought i was going to load her uh profile her her save uh but i accidentally saved over it Uh... with mine uh and i feel i gotta tell you i feel very bad I feel terrible because that's like a uh, hundred. I mean, a hundred plus hours. Uh, just, yeah, that's oops, not good. No. Gone. No. Uh, so I have many faults and foibles. I will admit it. Uh, but I feel really bad. So just uh, I, I'm sharing. I'm sharing my pain and my guilt here with uh, our listeners. So uh, hopefully Amanda, this will. Uh, friend of the show, Amanda. I'm up. sorry. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna make up for it, but you know. It's something. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, about the least I can do. I, I spent a good couple minutes. The reason I was late to this recording, uh, this intro <laughs> recording, was because I was trying to, I was, like, frantically Googling, like, can I save, or can I bring back an old save file on a PS4? No. It does not look like you can. <laughs> no, it's gone forever. So, uh, <sighs> damn, I, re- I feel bad. I had that happened to me, um... Because this isn't really a problem anymore, um, except for you know some games where you want to have multiple files, but like usually everyone's got their own account, right? So that's usually yes. not a problem. Yes. But back in the day, 
you know, we had, we just had, a, you know, if you had an N64 or something, you just had one cartridge oh, yeah. with like, you know, you could have multiple save files on there, but you know, they were just public access for y- your siblings, you know? Anyone could just go ahead and fuck around with them if they wanted to. And yep. yeah, I think one time it was an accident, but my younger brother deleted my DK64 save. Ooh, which is a, which not as big as Red Dead 2, but still a pretty big game. If you're well, going for like it, all 100 bananas it, in yeah. every level. It was definitely the Red Dead of its time, you know? Yes, it was. it's a huge game. Yes. <laughs> huge, immersive, methodical. <laughs> you really stop and smell the bananas. <laughs> All that stuff. And I was devastated. I think I, I, I told on him, too. I think I told my dad. Ooh. I don't really remember if there was a punishment. <laughs> I mean, I was so you- pissed. I, I do remember several times being a kid and I don't think that my brother like ever purposefully or accidentally saved over any of my save files. But I do remember, especially with like Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games, if there was a save file on like a if it was like uh, what do they call it? It has it has the it has the the battery in it so you can save on the cart, whatever the technology for that is called. Right. You can have like internal save files on the uh-huh. cartridge. And sometimes the cartridge cartridges would get corrupted and you would have put in so much time and so much work to get to like, oh, the final like floating island and final fantasy six or whatever. And then just like, oh, nope, your save file's gone. And I would I would be so I remember being a kid. uh, I was a very indoors kid. I did not like to play outside. I don't want to fucking throw a football around. I want to play Chrono Trigger, damn it. Um, and so, yeah, like when the cartridge would get corrupted and you just be like, fuck. And I, and I would just like stop playing. Like I, I would never, uh, I think there were several games that I never beat because I got so far and then it was just like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do now? I'm no, I'm going to do something else. I hate this game. Uh, yeah. and I would just leave it alone. And I remember just those weird, I would get so, so heated. Nowadays we got cloud save. We got, you know multiple accounts this shouldn't be happening you know um but here i am uh 2020 almost 2021 and i just did it so damn yeah yeah that's too bad I'm <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> wrestling podcast this has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling um i don't know that we have that much wrestling stuff to talk about though any wrestling stuff that you want to talk about no, I mean, yeah, I'm not <laughs> watching wrestling really. It just it's like, it shouldn't be happening. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think we're still in agreement that like that's nah, still weird. Uh, I've been catching some New Japan here and there, um, because that's it's, like a little better, and things seem to be going like just overall. They handled COVID much sure. much better. Is there a um? Is there a pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view next Sunday? You know, I think there is. I think um, uh, I think one of my students mentioned to me, uh, it's like Survivor Series, maybe? Okay, okay. Because I got a text earlier from a friend that said, it didn't say what, but it's like, do you want to watch wrestling next Sunday? Maybe, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess maybe I'll just do it if someone's watching it. I'm going to try not to pay for it right now. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, um don't really want I have I haven't watched like mainline WWE in so long no, but no. 
one of the students I work with at school uh, has a LinkedIn account, right? I'm like sometimes working with, these are college students, right? And I'm working with them on LinkedIn sometimes. And this one student, instead of posting, like, I don't, I'm guessing that you do not fuck around with LinkedIn at all. No, that would <laughs> be worthless for me. So, so like, I, I'm trying to teach a lot of my students about how to, like, uh, network with professionals in the business world, blah, 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 blah. And so, okay. you know, a lot of my students post, like, uh, articles that they find interesting or, like, you know, maybe things that are sort of relevant to their job or relevant to school. But this one student who loves wrestling instead of posting anything like that is just posting pictures from like the first WWE events they ever went to on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, and it, it makes me laugh. It's like, um, of all the things that like, th there's all these like think pieces about what you should never post on LinkedIn. None of them ever mention photos from 2016 hell in a cell. Um, but my student has in the last couple of days shared several different photos of Hell in a Cell 2016. Hell yeah, they're paving the way, I think. <laughs> this is the future and of LinkedIn. I, I mean, God bless them. They're just, this is what I like. This is what I want. Uh, you know, potential future employers, this is what I want you to know about me. Uh, in 2016, I saw Hell in a Cell. Uh, maybe Dolph Ziggler or Ryback was involved. I don't know, oh, but sure, I was yeah. there. Wow, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's this. I mean, it depends on what type of job you're going into, you know. So, so um, <laughs> I'm not going to share too much about this student. This student at one point yeah. did tell me that uh, he wanted to be a professional wrestler, and I was just like, "Well, uh, I, I'm definitely here to help you follow your dreams, but I don't know that like a business degree is necessarily <laughs> the direction that I would go in." Step uh, to one, pursue wrestling. post wrestling I, photos on LinkedIn. This is the same student that list, li listened to the, the Jeff Hardy band that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, mm. I did, uh, when I first met this student and they shared with me that they like wrestling, which one, in and of itself, is like a very, I feel like, courageous thing to do. To just be like, hey, stranger, I like pro wrestling. Yeah. I absolutely am never doing that, ever. Yeah. Um, and, and so over the course of like the few weeks of me talking with the student, I like really blew their mind. I like showed them, uh, pro wrestling tees. I showed them like freelance pro wrestling and AAW and these things happening wow. in Chicago. And they were just like, what this happens in Chicago. <laughs> so over the summer I had sort of been emailing them like, Hey, I saw the freelance training Academy is open. Maybe you should check that out. And I think that they might be. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I will, I will definitely keep our, you and our listeners updated if one of my recent college student graduates uh, debuts for free, freelance wrestling anytime soon. So, so with that, that is a beautiful segue that we just got to. This yeah, week we it, listened took, it to, took some engineering, but... <laughs> we listened to WWF Forcible Entry, the soundtrack, with Corey Willis. Not uh, Corey several, Richmond. Not Corey Richmond, although shout out Corey Richmond. Uh, but Corey Willis from several notable Midwest bands, uh, currently What Gives, and actually, Goo, you and Corey play in Annabelle together. What? Oh surprise, surprise. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that or not, but the two of you play music together sometimes. We do, sometimes. It's, ha Corey, it's hard right now to do It that. is very hard right now, but maybe at some point in the past or some point in the future, you will play music with Corey. I hope in the future, Yeah. <laughs> 
I um, don't. It wasn't my last time. Whenever that oh was, I don't even remember when that was. But mine was mine was literally uh, the weekend before. Like it was March seventh. I played a show March Sunday, March seventh, uh, and then the f- next Friday, like everything shut down super super hard. Um, I remember we there was going to be an Annabelle show in April. And yeah, that got canceled, obviously. Yeah, I was then, like supposed yeah, to go we on tour. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Just that that in and of itself, like we talked, we talked to Sean Newman, <laughs> um, like right when things were like getting ready to shut down. And that seems like a lifetime ago. That yeah. seems like like I can remember we talked to Sean about the Mountain Goats album. And then we kind of like talked for a while after we were done recording about like them sort of like making new plans and canceling tour and stuff. And that conversation feels like two years ago to me, but it was uh, seven months ago. And Still who, a long time ago, but it'll end. God, who know, I mean, will I ever go see professional wrestling in person again? Maybe not. Honestly. Um, if well, you I can, see a show if, or if you want to, you can. I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay. So let me, I'm sorry. Uh, would I want to go to a show yeah. if I could? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. No. Anyway. No way. <laughs> Corey uh, plays in some other bands, does recording and song engineering stuff. Uh, you can find them online all over the place. I did want to just like plug uh, whatgivesband.bandcamp.com and then uh, Goo Euror and Corey's band Annabelle. That's Annabelle, A-N-N-A-B-E-L dot Bandcamp dot com. Uh, I actually pulled up the band, the Annabelle Bandcamp page, and you, in the photo of the band, you are wearing a wrestling t-shirt. And I'm wondering if you can guess what wrestling t-shirt it is. Uh, AJ Styles? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why am I wearing an AJ Styles shirt? That's a great question. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't look bad on you. Um, yeah. I think I just got it with something, and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that, that's just, if you're wondering which one of these people Gooey is. I, that must have been a different time in my life, because I would not wear an AJ Styles shirt now. That's, that's why it was so funny that. to me. Um, I mean, yeah, yes, that that's why it was so funny to me. I was like, hmm, I've never seen Goo wear this shirt before. Um, I think I probably wore it like once and I was like, why, why did I wear this? I mean, a free shirt's a free shirt. Um, yeah, I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, okay. Before I forget a little bit of housekeeping, of course, as always, you can find us. Uh, I think there are some photos of our face on our Twitter account, uh, at pro or PWRV podcast. Uh, there might also be a photo of our faces on the Facebook, facebook.com slash pro wrestling RV. Um, if you really want to see photos of our faces, you can email us pro wrestling RV at gmail.com. I will send you any photo of goose face that you'd like. Um, <laughs> you can also, of course, listen to this soundcloud.com slash PWRV iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, anyway, on that note, um, any, uh, it's the middle of the day uh, on the middle of a very rainy, dank weekend. Not dank in a good way, but dank in a gross way. Anything else we want to throw to? I feel like I'm just like floating in the ocean right now. Um, well, I guess this is our uh, this is our season finale. 
Oh, yeah. That's the other. So, um, you know, just uh, for a couple of reasons, wrestling just kind of sucks right now. Um, but also, uh, we probably need to, like, get our shit together a little bit and record some new episodes. So, uh, yeah, it, I guess may, if not season finale, then like mid-season break. Yeah. Uh, so so it might we might be off for a couple weeks. So it, it um, worked for the last this last season. We I think yeah. we had a good run. Yeah, I think this was a good run of episodes. I mean, um, I liked all of these. I thought they were all funny. Thought they were all interesting. So yeah, just a little break to kind of recharge our batteries and find some new content and uh, figure a few things out. And yeah, we'll be back in yeah. a little while before you know it. Yeah, we'll be back. So it's 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 not goodbye. It's just see you later. Thank <laughs> and you. And so on that note, <laughs> uh, on that note, you wanna you wanna throw it to the Epgu? Yes. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Here comes the Ep. Enjoy Throwing the day, Ep. Good friends, uh, I would say like shredder extraordinaire, musician, <laughs> uh, good pal, Corey Willis. Hello, Corey. Hello. Uh, those are uh, app descriptors, and, and I'm also tearing up over here. So thank you guys very much for, uh, for having me on. So um, I, I want to do like some formality stuff, but I also know that we have so much to talk about, and I want to talk to you about this so badly. So, so. Corey, normally on our show, uh, so this is a wrestling podcast, right? And we'll pick a piece of wrestling-related media, and we'll kind of, you know, we'll we'll discuss it a little bit. Uh, and it's usually visual, right? And so this week, uh, we've done this a couple times in the past, but this week uh, we're going to do pro wrestling required listening, and we picked a wrestling album. Goo specifically picked this album. Goo, can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell me what this album is and why the hell you made you, us listen to this? I, I'm also the, very curious. <laughs> you want me to say the title? Yes, <laughs> I, I want you. I need you to break it down. The, the title's questionable, so go ahead. It, it is. <laughs> we listen to WWF Forcible Entry. Isn't that gross? Uh, Yikes. The title itself is like. Like if if you ask someone what their favorite album was and they said forcible entry, I would never talk to that person ever again. Like, oh, you're like, what's going on here? This is this is terrible. I would this at least hit them title. with a. I would at least hit them with a. An excuse me. Uh, what? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Um. So I picked this one because I, when I was a kid, I had a couple different wrestling theme. C- CDs, sure, uh, and this was probably the number one for me in 2002 when it came out. I was 12 years old. This was the number one. This was the most played one that I had. I had another. <laughs> wow, I had another one that had an original song by The Rock uh, called "Pie," where and it's. Oh, like I remember about, that. I so yeah, remember that. Yes, it's about pussy. Of course. <laughs> um, I hate, it also has I some hate like other. You said that. Um, <laughs> I know. 
it has very offensive stuff. It's very offensive in a lot of ways. I feel like, like most of his racist parts. I feel like most of his banter was like euphemisms, right? I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. That's basically like it was a lot of like ass stuff and vagina stuff. And yeah, it was a lot of like, huh? I'm not actually <laughs> saying I can't, I can't even say that word goo that you said, like, so nonchalantly. <laughs> it makes me makes me uncomfortable to say. Especially in 2001, like when that was out, like I could yeah. never imagine, <laughs> you know, 13 year old me being like, oh, yeah, I know what pie <laughs> is. Yeah. I mean, it so, was kind of like, like a wink and a yeah when you're a kid you're like oh yeah this is cool when i uh when I, so okay how how old were you both in 2002 when this came out i was 12 i was 14 so i was also yeah 14 like a freshman in high school so i was not listening to this but to your point Corey, like the euphemisms and stuff like a few years earlier sixth grade seventh grade when i really liked wrestling I do remember, like, oh, haha, I get it, pie. And so my friends and I started to refer <laughs> to uh, that part of anatomy as cobbler. Like, that was kind of like, haha, pie, cobbler. And wow. then, uh, oh as God. it goes in middle school, right, some folks are maybe maturing uh, a little earlier than others. Some folks are exploring anatomy parts earlier than others. And so I had a friend who I'm going to say in the seventh grade was like killing it, like really like a lot of smooching. And so we referred to him and his like partner of the time as the cobbler crew. And we're just like, Oh yeah, he's going to get some cobbler today. That was our big thing. Definitely influenced by the rock and like the rock (laughs) poontang pie and all that stuff. Absolutely. 110% the cobbler crew. So there were multiple, but that, so that album that that's on, but I think that still had a lot of, um, like just the plain themes that were written by Jim Johnston. If I remember correctly, maybe we'll have to do a follow-up. Um, but mostly the CDs were kind of those generic themes. Well, there's some great themes, obviously, but but, you know, it was a lot of the, they were actual, like they were the actual wrestling themes. Yeah. Right. Right. There was some, there's a lot of fun, like albums they also did with like original songs that were like not themes at all they were just like here's here's like rikishi (laughs) singing put a little ass on it or whatever we did (laughs) uh there is uh a whole bunch of episodes of the show called wwf confidential um that's like it's like a entertainment weekly kind of show from around this time and Amanda and I watched an episode where they made that album that you're talking about. We'll have to save that for another episode. Wait, do they yeah. do like behind the scenes Rikishi in the studio? Tracking yes. that? Yes, oh my do. God. This can I be a part of that of... one too? I don't want to <laughs> overstep my bounds here before no, I even our, finish our or music. start the episode. <laughs> you can be our correspondent. Okay. For the I love music it. Music albums. Okay. So, so this one though was my number one because in 2002, like I was probably so into like new metal type stuff like this or what some of the bands aren't even that, but like this was like peak, like this type of stuff. And then what was even cooler was they were, these are all actual songs, but then they were also like the theme songs. Like they, they decided in this time that like, no, we need to revamp like, like stone cold steam, which is amazing and perfect. It's not good enough. It needs to be like a real song. Uh, 
and so we need disturbed. These... <laughs> Let's oh get disturbed. <laughs> so arguably, they made a lot of these songs like worse. But at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, Can... this is this is amazing!" And some of them stuck. Some of them are still like the theme songs for the people, and then other ones they went. Okay, let's go back to Stone Cold's old theme. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, so backing up for a second. So, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. W- one. Okay. So you, Goo, you would say this is not new metal. What would you classify this as? Well, some some of the bands are like obviously like Limp Biscuit is like the one of the most new metal bands ever. But like I don't know what I would call. Um, like some of the bands that came afterwards or whatever. Well, like, so I mean, like it. Uh, there's a common like thread here which is like they all very much are tapping into that very at the time popularized like new metal sound so you know like the rob zombie never gonna stop like great song in the vein of rob zombie but also in the vein of like new metal you know in terms of like how he wrote the song so uh yeah but then you have creed who that's that's fair that's not new metal i was I was like trying to classify this. I was like, this is like, I'm a cop music. Like, this is like, like who? I, I don't know. I just like, I, okay. So Corey, let me ask, did you ever, it's a good Christian. Band. <laughs> did you okay. ever go through a phase where you like this? Like, so we're all, we've established that we're all like of guitar music. We're all varying mm-hmm. levels of shred masters. Did you ever have We've a all phase? been to or played the same shows together. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have a phase where you listen to uh, cop music like this? All right. So um, <laughs> so I, I want to say that TRL had to have been circa because I, I feel like that that's the you know, those are the earliest roots of this record that I can tap into here. Oh, yeah. Uh, In like 99, like, yeah, Freak on Unleash and stuff was on. T- I was watching TRL at that time. And Corn right. and Limp Bizkit and Ba with the Ba were on there. Yes. yes. Exactly. So I had a friend at the time who uh, we'd like walk home from school and we'd like hang out at his house and like do homework and stuff. Uh, but he had all of the TRL CDs. So he had well, well I didn't like even know they put out CDs. <clears throat> well, no, no, no. I just mean like all the bands oh, that were popular oh. on TRL. He so he had Limp Biscuit. He had um corn he had eminem and like all that stuff so gotcha. a lot of this stuff i was familiarized with through friends for sure um but i must say uh, i'm looking at the track list like right now so um <laughs> so am i of, and there were some of these bands that i've never heard of before ever i own i own a creed cd that was gifted to me so uh <laughs> that is on the list um I've, I've purchased a kid rock cd for my mom per her request um Aww. yeah that's, that's a, so nice. a whole nother it, she said that he was her favorite band at one point and i'm just like why and she oh, referenced yeah. the Cheryl Crow song, and I'm like, that represents like one percent of what he writes as far as music. But she said, "I really like Joe C's verse on Double Without a yeah, Cause," yeah, yeah. or the CD that literally has double middle fingers on it. Um, Ooh, uh, that's definitely I, an album for moms. Yeah, I think later in life. I'm sorry, I'm going through this uh, track no, list. So I think later in life, like. Within the past 10 years, I've purchased a Limp Biscuit CD. Uh, I've definitely made, 
like mix CDs with Rob Zombie on it because Rob Zombie's actually pretty sick in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. He he's just like been around for so. Calm long. down, goo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but literally, I'm, none... I'm trying to get the positivity. <laughs> yeah, literally none of these other ones uh, strike it for me. Cypress Hill, of course, classic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. But so I'm somewhat ashamed to say. Uh, I didn't think we would, I mean, we're at 11 minutes now into the recording and I didn't think that, uh, I'd breach the subject so quickly, but Saliva is the one band on this, uh, list that I've actually seen. You've seen them. <laughs> you know what? I have also seen Saliva. Okay. What? I'm so curious. Goo, you go first. <laughs> you, you both have? Yes. Um, they got some good toys my... back in the day. <laughs> yeah. My first concert was they opened for Aerosmith and Kiss. Yes, goo, that was my, all right, that wasn't my first concert, yeah. but I was at that tour. Yes. What? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> they had a song about America and their guitarist came out with like a an American flag guitar at one point, I remember. Cuz it was like post 9/11. I barely remember it. Oh, yeah, okay. it, I think it sure. was in 2002. Yeah. Like I think so like I was 12. I barely I just remember they played and then I remember, like, I loved Aerosmith at the time. So. <laughs> I just remember being, like, in awe of the the show that was Kiss at the time. You know, they're, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, yeah, they're human, you know, uh, personas notwithstanding. I think that, like, <laughs> yeah. they they put on a fucking great show, and that's why they've been around for 100 years. But, uh, they're like, yeah. a, they have a wrestling-type act. They yes. do. They do with the pyros and, you know, everything else. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I literally just looked the the list top to bottom. And, uh, I mean, yeah, those are the CDs I've owned, the shows I've been to. So, I mean, this this type of music isn't my wheelhouse. It's stuff I'm familiar with. And, in fact, and, and going back and listening to a lot of this, I, I'm, you know, I, I thought about it, like, how many times I heard it via entrance music, promo videos whatever you know so, uh, but what so, about you guys yeah who please what in terms of the how i mean i said this album <laughs> but were you i mean but, uh, you were were you a fan of these bands or was it just because it oh, was this comp? so yeah well so i i had a couple albums i didn't have like a ton of because i was still pretty young but like my, my dad actually liked hard rock and new metal too so i had some of my own some of his a lot of these bands like i would say a third two-thirds of them i didn't actually know other than what was on the cd or like on the radio mm -hmm. and so because of that i don't really remember a lot of them i remember the names and like Stuff like that. Go ahead, Vic. Did you like this music because it was on wrestling, or or well, separate I, from I, wrestling? It was. It was definitely both. I think. Like I liked, I liked like hard rock and and new metal <laughs> type stuff. So, um, and then it was integrated. It was like the perfect meeting. You know what I mean? Like wrestling and then the the metal stuff like this. I was like. I was all about it. I'd be curious it was a very though. Short period. You 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 talk about the radio, but like I'd be curious which of these songs were actually on the radio. Like obviously, Rollin', oh, yeah. you know, um, not not really these songs, but like I remember like Monster Magnet. I can't remember the song, but I like I feel like I remember that hearing like they had a single. You know, everyone had their own like single, basically. There was definitely uh, a radio station in Lincoln, Nebraska, one hundred six three, The Blaze. 
uh, that would play like this style of guitar music, like, and it's it's like still go. And so like bands like this were like Puddle of Mud, or like okay maybe there's like a Nirvana oh, yeah. song in there occasionally, uh, or a Pearl Jam song. Um, but that radio station in Nebraska around like started around this time, and they would play all of this stuff for sure. I just want to I, I just want to put a quick asterisk on Puddle of Mud. Uh, I think they suck, but <laughs> Blurry is an incredible riff. It's oh, like yeah. <laughs> the like guitar harmonics. Like I think that's so cool. Oh yeah. But all right. Anyways, uh. that's all, I'm sure they have. I I bet they still get featured on WWE sometimes. Like, that's the thing about this album is this is the closest WWE has ever been to like like a cultural moment cultural like, relevance yeah. yeah like they occasionally would have you know like they occasionally now even still have so like they'll have like pitbull at wrestlemania mm-hmm. or they'll have they had like cindy lopper in the 80s dude like, they... this was you start going a ahead. whole out al- i was just to say like it's a whole album you know where they assembled these people who this is like towards the like when new metal starts to kind of wane in popularity for sure but mm, like it's still like pretty close yeah these are still huge bands at the time you know so well, i did a little bit of research and i did see that this album was number three on the billboard charts like it made it to oh number three God. which is insane to what, me do you know i don't know what was in front <laughs> of it uh, i just know that at its highest it was number three which and this is like 2002 so people were still very much buying cds People were still like, yeah, because that could much... happen now, but only because like WWE fans might be like, oh, I want to buy that CD, and mm-hmm. they're the only people who bought CDs that week. <laughs> well, so um, I I think you know, Goo, you brought up the fact that you know, um, uh, WWF WWE like uh, prior to this hadn't had um you know much they, they've been doing like original music and they hadn't had much like commercial success in terms of like bringing in oh, like totally. big bands and stuff well so uh, here we are in 2020 and like maybe this is 2019 but but of recent they brought on like code orange who yeah like full circle that, here that not is only a very new thing right but yes you're but, to your point yes yeah so like not only i mean i i enjoy that band i think that they are sick obviously oh, they yeah. have new metal new metal like roots and stuff or at least influences uh with some of their later stuff here um but uh you know that's like the perfect example of like tapping into a like a younger band that um you know is is that like aggressive music um but then here we are 18 years later you know (laughs) and it's like kind of the same style like i could picture some of their songs on this comp you know so Um, yeah and and they have the same well at first it was like that kind of stuff felt very like it's like they're doing that on nxt they get the cool band i I was gonna say they had like turnstile um, oh, they had right. a couple of cool bit, but that was like but, a very like the so. Uh, Corey, I'm not sure how familiar are you with wrestling currently. Are you like are you watching wrestling currently? Before I go into this whole like breakdown of main roster, no, no, go NXT. through the breakdown. I'm I've been out of uh, out of the game. Um, speaking of the game, the only <laughs> reference point that I have is that I've seen Triple H with like code orange performing on like the entry ramp or like off to the side yes, there on one of the yeah. wings. And that is like my, what I'm referring to. So 
So, so over the last couple of years, there's there's this uh, subsect of WWE NXT. Um, and it's oh, like I've a, actually a, been to an NXT match, or I've actually been to like two or three. But you have, yeah. But go on. Nice. Anyway, so it's just like the cooler. It's like the wrestling fans show as opposed to like WWE, which is like this huge sort of like trying to appeal to uh, the entire mass market of people who might be turning this on. And so for the most part, the the main roster WWE is doing stuff like flow rider and or they're, they're still, they're still doing like, it'll still be like, here's puddle of mud or like seether or yes, something. Yes. And it's like, what? Okay. Yeah, sure. It's, I mean, that kind of music later. still fits in with, wrestling but is that so. trying to spark some sort of like nostalgia you know what i mean like from this I, era i think like 2000 i think it's just like these are longtime business partners now you know like we just get one of their songs because our fan base likes it still we have their know, w9 like on file so yeah. <laughs> yeah. super easy. exactly who to call they know they're easy to work with once in a while they get you know like someone like eminem or something and mm-hmm. it's like oh wow there's like an eminem song. there will be yeah, occasionally there will be like something you're like, oh damn, um, but for the most part, it's like, Meh, yeah, okay, you're going through the same old paces and the same old motions mm-hmm. here. But that being said, though, uh, Code Orange uh, graduated because they now do Bray Wyatt. They theme. do. do they yes, do, I do saw that. It's Wyatt's evil theme. as hell. Oh my god. It's exactly like some of these songs because they took the pre-existing song that someone else wrote uh-huh. and they like basically did the like cool metal version of Damn, it. Damn, that's so I, I kind of like it. Well, that's so, true. so you know, you guys have referenced, like, Eminem and, and Flo Rida and stuff. Um, <laughs> like, but, like, so Eminem obviously is of this era, too. He was, like, the TRL era. But, like, then you have bands like Code Orange that are new and maybe have, like, a, a nostalgic sound to this era, but are, like, new, smaller, smaller, you know, comparatively artists like is that something that's happening more often like they're trying to like scout like young artists to come in so they do have i was actually i think i talked to you about this once you're familiar with poppy right oh yeah (laughs) so so poppy has been a huge wwf like specifically this subsect nxt so nxt does try to be like hey we're cool we're with we're like the cool brand we know cool underground stuff we have underground wrestlers we're not like that corporate phony shit that you're gonna see on the usa network Mm -hmm. um and they they, uh also had like baby metal i think so okay fans of both of those or fan of both of those so (laughs) yeah i've never met a uh so Corey, you might be the first person i know that i know that we like like music outside of wrestling together who uh-huh. knows who Poppy is? I don't think I've ever met a single other person <laughs> I who Poppy. likes regular music. Okay, so I'm sorry, Goo. I guess we never talked about it. Um, Thank it's, you. It's either <laughs> uh, wrestling fans or nobody. Like, I've never met another musician or band person that's like, you know what's pretty sick? Poppy. But Poppy is kind of sick. Well, uh, so I, what's the label cool. she's on? Um, it's escaping me now, of course. I don't, I don't even know. Um, so... She's on a, a larger metal label. Um, she is on. <clears throat> uh, well, she's on a larger metal label. Um, that okay. that like, and and I believe that most of her backing band are like, um, uh, 
they are are like oh she's on Sumerian. So I think that they okay. are like okay. other musicians that are on Sumerian records that are like her backing band. And so gotcha. the song that introduced me to her and I don't mean to get off on a tangent here, but Please, uh go it, it, it goes off into goo I forget what it's called. Oh, it's concrete. It goes off into like five different genres essentially everything from like j-pop to queen style classic rock to like the beatles style like uh mellotron stuff to full-on just like super down-tuned metal and so i mean i i was super into that that was the first track that i heard and i was i was blown away and i was listening to it at work and then i actually had a co-worker that was like oh you know poppy like yeah, she was like a weird YouTube, you know, personality uh, in, you know, 2010 or something like that to where she literally had like a 45 minute long video where she just said, I am Poppy over and over. <laughs> so, I, that, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's a cool vid like there's a video of her on NXT. I think she does someone's theme now, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I think I think she did someone's theme, and there's like a sick video of her playing this person to the ring when they first debuted the theme. And I it's do. So oh, sick. she did like an Oscar song, maybe. Uh, she did like an NXT takeover theme, I think, and performed. I don't know, something like that. That's awesome. But it's, it's sick. Yeah, and she, well, th th and that whole like persona, I was like, this is pretty cool. Whatever is going on here, uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> Well, I so like a good gimmick in music. <laughs> are they doing? Are they doing like you know, evergreen like specific songs for these wrestlers like with this, or or is it like with this record Not where they much, do like no. versions of their songs? No, they're mostly now. It's just like they do the themes for the the pay per views. Like the oh, themes okay. now are mostly composed in house still. Well, there are a couple like. There are a couple of bands, uh, like Incendiary, that hardcore band from New York, did like Aleister Black's theme. Uh, they, I played a they, show yeah, with him like, last year, actually. You did? <laughs> Oddly what band enough, did you yeah. play in that played with Incendiary? Uh, Sincere Engineer with Bayside. Uh, they Bayside, they did their hometown show, and they're friends with Incendiary. So, oh, um, Incendiary is a good band. Yeah, no, they're sick as hell. So, shout out Bayside. <laughs> but, yeah. Um... But it's not it's not the trend like this was. This felt like there I bet you could probably find information that there was just like some like specific task that they were like we must redo everyone's songs with new metal bands. So cuz this is an unprecedented amount. Yeah, this is like all the bi I'm looking at in parentheses here uh on the link that you sent me uh Vic um I'm looking at all of the the wrestler names like in parentheses and i'm like damn these yeah. are like all the big ones <laughs> i mean this was this was literally every big wrestler in 2002 for the most part like if they yeah. were an active yeah. wrestler uh, i did notice and so uh cory as like a as, I, I think you might appreciate this are you familiar with a man named jim johnston <laughs> um how would i know this person so <laughs> so for years and years and years wwf at the time had this this music guy. His name was Jim Johnston, and I think this guy is like so cool and so talented. He He's can, a legend. He can play literally any instrument, and he wrote basically every wrestler's theme song. So he wrote like the original Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, and he wrote the original Rock theme, and he wrote like 
all of like he wrote like the degeneration x song like all of those songs he would like write and so he would write and produce and and do everything for those songs in house which i just think is so fucking cool and so then looking at the like the credits on this uh a lot of these songs are just credited to jim johnston and i'm wondering like okay how how much was Seven Dust involved in this song that only credits Jim Johnston? Um, <laughs> well, I think a big reason too is if you listen to uh, like Drowning Pool's version of the game, like a lot of the lyrics and riffs are still the same. So maybe it's just like are these covers? Not, no, they're not covers. Like, they're like they, reimaginings. They do, I guess. Yeah, that, I would definitely say it's that. It's like they share a lot of similarities but like they're distinctly different at the same time. It's very weird. Well, Kid Rock's version of Legs, uh, <laughs> originally by ZZ Top for uh, Stacey Keebler's theme, uh, you know, most notably known for uh, changing up the guitar solo to be a, uh, a turntable solo. So, you know, <laughs> That's the there are subtleties. Player. There are subtleties here. But um... we've also we've also been so vulgar already on this, and I hate to be more vulgar, but thinking about that song in general. So like originally by ZZ Top, I was like, man, you don't hear a lot of people talking about like another person's legs these days. A lot of songs about like ass, but no songs about legs. And I was like, man, this was probably like pretty shocking at the time uh, that someone was like, you know who? Whoa, this new ZZ Top song. He's talking about that girl's (laughs) legs like That was probably in like 1981. That was probably very like boundary pushing. Yeah, it's a and good song. And I mean, when did the ZZ Top version come out? That was even more boundary pushing. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, what year did that come out? 1984. Yeah, pretty Damn. close. Yeah, very, very. So I actually, we're talking about lyrics and. Uh, oh my I, god! There's so many terrible lyrics <laughs> on this thing. Um, so you know, obviously, uh, we were all like 14, 12 years old at the time. Stacy Keebler, she came out always in a short skirt. We knew her yep, for yep. the legs. Um, but so I was looking up lyrics to um the Dudley Boys song, uh, <laughs> "Saliva oh Turn the Tables." Um, <laughs> please hit me with them if you'd like to do a rendition right here. Please go. For well, it. the chorus is, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> um, get the tables, get the tables, get the tables, and then I'm gonna exclaim this one: get the tables. Uh, then once again, followed by <laughs> get the tables. As soon as you realize that you can never survive, and when you cross us, you're gonna get the tables. Uh, it's called getting. <laughs> it's called getting it live. Uh, parentheses get the tables until the end of time parentheses get the tables and you can never survive get the tables (laughs) i really thought that this was i mean like when i think about the dudley boys i think about tlc matches people getting slammed through tables and so you know here we at least have two that are very fitting uh we've got legs for stacy keebler uh sure yeah, get the tables, sure. of course, or turn the tables. Sorry, not even get the tables. It's called turn nope. the tables nope. for some reason. That's um, honestly, but, uh, that's a poor choice. Why would yeah. you? Why would you call the song "Turn the Tables" when all of the lyrics are get? That's just <laughs> exactly. It sounds more epic. <laughs> like it sounds more deep or something. You know. 
but it sounds like you it sounds tables. like someone has an advantage on you and like you need to turn the tables as opposed to like i already have this person they are down on the on the mat and i just need to get the table in here and finish yeah, this yeah especially cuz yeah a big part about the dudley offense is that they are double teaming you mm-hmm. so they wouldn't need to turn the tables right they're already yeah they're already in full control here there's no yeah, yeah. no one needs to <laughs> switcheroo or anything they're already analysis, dominated yeah i do uh one not not to I, we, again we've all traveled the world uh shredding our little hearts out one time on tour in germany there was this like they were very old very old man band that like was trying to kind of present themselves like the clash i guess um and they had a song called turn the tables and I, when i saw the the track like, title. I was like, "Is this it?" And I, I can very vividly remember the lyrics being, "I'm gonna turn the tables on you tonight. I'm gonna turn the tables if that's all right." And I remember thinking, "What the fuck? Why are you asking for permission to turn the tables? This person <laughs> is like, this person is like dominating you right now, and you need to switch it around so you're in control. You wouldn't ask." You wouldn't ask that person permission. And I thought about that every <laughs> single day for the rest of he tour. He doesn't say, Devon, <laughs> please get the table. Yes. <laughs> if, I'm sorry, Devon, if you're not too busy, I, I hate to bother you, but please, like, if if it's not too much to ask, could you, would you mind, you know, just grabbing a, one of those over there? Bubba please. Ray, okay. Bubba Ray, I've got this guy down in the middle of the ring. <laughs> please, if you could. If you what time. should we do? <laughs> I, I don't know. You think they've, I, maybe we should just go. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I some of these other ones um man, I obviously, you know, we mentioned like Roland and and stuff that are like more radio that's, hits, but some of these other ones That's just the man, best song on here. Yeah. I, you wait, you think that's the best song on here? I I think Wait, what do you think's the best song? On here? Yeah, wait. <laughs> okay, so so I I don't think any of these songs are good. I think uh, okay. I, think, I take. It, I definitely disagree with that. I think the best riff on this album is that Our Lady Peace, like the the Chris Benoit yes. theme, which they they have actually retired. They don't play that song anymore. Well, they, that was just one of their songs, I believe. Right. right. But, but then, you know, the thing happened. With yeah. Chris very Benoit. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And it's un- um, it's unfortunately named whatever. So I also I was like, ooh, this is not aged very well. Um, it, that that riff does rule, but I feel like the I feel like that is the high point of the song, which is I, cool for the wrestling entrance because like you hear that and you're like, oh fuck, Chris Benoit is gonna come out, you know? Well, I, so I would agree yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Vic. I, I was just gonna say the the beginning riff. There's even like a couple like uh, counts of rest. And it just, and then the drums kick in. Uh, that part is very cool. The rest of the song is pretty, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but <laughs> I, I like, Jesus I Christ. like that song actually. Okay, like I like it. Okay. Well, so what I was gonna but, say is like, I mean, so most of these, you know, like, so this this record comes out, and I mean, I'm looking at the cover right now, and it says, you know, all new WWF superstar themes that rock. And so, you know, they're obviously, you know, I think you mentioned goo like that. They like scrapped everything and, and just kind of were like, okay, we're doing everyone's getting new theme songs. So, um, I mean, how do they, how do they pick? Because like, ultimately you're only hearing 30 seconds at the beginning of the song. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, when I was listening to this, 
to be completely honest, I listened to a few songs all the way through. Uh, I'll mention maybe later some of the ones that I just let play through. But uh, I listened to like, you know, the first like 30 seconds, one minute, whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So is it is it the are, are all these songs on here? Because it's the the intro riff is just so good. I mean, some some of them, I feel like when they do it, they cut to a certain part. You know, like that oh, Monster okay. Magnet song has yeah. like a long intro. I don't think they play that. Same, same with like the Marilyn Manson. Is it Marilyn Manson or maybe it's the Rob Zombie song that has like all of the audio at the beginning. One of those has like a lot of sort of like quiet found audio uh, mm-hmm. that I don't think ever was played on TV. Oh, it's um, it's the Monster Magnet one. It's definitely the Hardy Boys one because that's what I was like. I don't remember this at all. So Amanda did remind me, I, I was not re- watching wrestling at this time, but that song was used for Matt Hardy on his like singles run. And the lyric, Amanda and I would always joke about this and say it in like the most butt rock voice. Cause the lyric is, I could slap a tornado. Like, <laughs> what? Is, what? <laughs> um, That's one of the, I, and I loved the Hardys at the time. But oh yeah. Like this, this is. This was one that didn't stick. They don't use this one. Um, what what year did Twister come out? The, the movie the Twister? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or the game. Six ninety seven. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking maybe the movie Twister. Maybe that like this was you know talking about slapping a tornado. Maybe that was like their you know reference point for or their inspiration for writing that song. I have no oh, idea. God. Bill Paxton okay, was in the studio with him. That's low energy. It is, yeah. But the original Hardy Boys theme song actually goes pretty hard. That's a that's a Jim Johnson oh, yeah. classic. Do, do, with the with the drums uh, and the big open riff. That's um, why I think like most of these pale in comparison to the originals. That's why I think Roland is the best one because it doesn't try to be like the Undertaker's theme. It's and it like, like stuck. No, it's, it's a song that exists outside of wrestling, yeah. but yeah. is also of wrestling. Yes. It's just the perfect song. He did also use American Badass by Kid Rock, but I think yes. this one is better. It's a way better music a uh, way better song to ride a motorcycle yeah to ring yeah when he started rolling down on a motorcycle obviously <laughs> <laughs> i do i do love that this is uh i've found this online labeled as like the dead man mix or the yep. dead man wwf <laughs> remix and i love the thought of just like oh we need to change this up so we can like uh claim this as our own intellectual property Let's just put some motorcycle noises roughly There's, throughout the whole song. Now it's ours. Now this is our own thing. It's like the Godzilla mix of uh, Brain Stew <laughs> by Green Day, where they just add Godzilla roars. In 2002, I definitely downloaded br- the Godzilla 2000 Brain Stew uh, from like Kazaa or LimeWire or something. Absolutely, actually, 100%. Actually, do you guys remember have, uh, that uh, Led Zeppelin? Or, well, that it was Jimmy Page. P. Diddy song. P. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> From that same record. Yeah. Uh, I loved I loved soundtracks. My favorite my favorite day. lyric from that, maybe even that record, is I'll fight you, I'll fucking bite you, which is playing along to Cashmere. <laughs> Jimmy Page is playing Cashmere, and P. Diddy is saying, I'll fight you, I'll fucking bite you over Damn. the riff. So. Yeah. I've always wanted to release an album that's like Godzilla mix versions of songs, but I just add in Godzilla roars. To all songs. 
Uh, I'm sorry, but before we get too far from Roland and the Roland version that's on this, uh, so yeah. I was talking to a friend about this before, like moments before uh, I I joined with you guys, um, and uh, he asked, "Okay, wait, roll," because he asked like, "What's on this record?" And he's like, "Roland, is he asked the... which version?" Yes, he said, "Is it the?" Because I the... was gonna bring this. Up. Yeah, is it the <laughs> the uh, the air raid vehicle or land raid vehicle? And I was like, "It's its own thing." <laughs> no, 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 it's it's urban assault vehicle. Urban it's assault vehicle. One. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. So on chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water, sure. the 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 version of Roland you know that's not the Dead Man mix, but is very close to it is Air Raid Vehicle. But they had a more hip hop version. It's basically a hip hop version of it later in the album, right before the outro. So it's not even a bonus song. It's just part of the song called the urban assault vehicle version and it has some of the same verses but it also features verses from dmx method man and red man damn do you Amazing. know this at the top of your head you're you're such yes. a what is I, it all-terrain it, it vehicle remix version <laughs> yes i i love it it's also awesome because they have uh so like the other guy method man and red man they just show up on the song but during like the choruses and like some of the intro buildup dmx is going like oh oh and then he goes like ah! <laughs> he's just like screaming in the background and like while they're going like keep rolling 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 ah! he's like <laughs> he's present through it's like really the dmx mix because he's hanging out the whole song throwing in the dmx flavor yeah when you're dmx all you need to do is like stand in the background like bark every <laughs> once in a while you know Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah there's <laughs> the Roland. So version. many versions of Roland. Wow, I'm I'm impressed with your encyclopedic knowledge of this song. Limp Biscuit in the early, like probably more like 2000, 2001. But even and then this was like probably the last year for me before I like then decided I hated them. Was like, sure. in my top bands, top and then I like. Bands. For sure. I got and then I got into like punk or like sort of punk stuff and sure. I was like disavowed ever liking new metal. I feel it was kinda like wrestling actually. I feel like you all like, brought me on this because these are the conversations that Goo and I have like in the band van. And have I had have heard many <laughs> I've heard several stories about the band van and we Goo putting listen on to Yeah, so much we listen to that Kid Rock album, Double yeah. Without a Cause or whatever. Uh and we <laughs> that song Bull God. Yes. So good. <laughs> so ridiculous. But then I remember we made it a point every day of tour that as we were approaching our destination, we had to listen to all of uh the take a look around the Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> we we got we got our friends in the Japanese band, um Firewood Project, uh to to start singing along with us. <laughs> they loved it. Well, actually, oh, yeah, no, I'm going. sorry. They knew most of them knew it. Right. Yeah. We put it on and, uh, who was it? Who was like, keep on rolling, baby. It was Masa. <laughs> yeah. Masa loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We got, wow. we listened to pretty much all the hits, <laughs> but yeah, these are I... the conversations that have happened about like, you know, new metal and, and, <laughs> Oh no, there's, a, there's several different versions of this song. <laughs> We listened to all of them. Because, yeah, so this this era, like Limp Biscuit, they, they referred to them when they played Undertaker to the Ring at WrestleMania 
as the WWE's favorite band. Um, and so, yeah, they like, and they scored like that WrestleMania because they also did the theme song. The, oh, yeah. Uh, My Way. And they, it plays over that. I, I sometimes just watch that Rock and Austin promo set to my way. It's so fucking sick. It's seriously so good. <laughs> so, yeah, like Limp Bizkit is awesome, <laughs> basically. Um, is this... Oh, yeah, sorry, Vic. Go ahead. No, sorry, Corey. Um, is this... Okay, so do we think that Amanda and I were just talking about the relationship between Disneyland and McDonald's the other day? Uh, do we okay. think the relationship between Limp Bizkit and WWE is more beneficial to Limp Bizkit or more beneficial to WWE? I, Which one is giving the other the rub? It's funny because I was literally about to ask that about like this entire thing, and I was going to tap into y'all's knowledge about like, okay, where what was the state of the WWE at this time? Uh, and was it just kind of like a marketing scheme or was it like a power play of like, we need help. So let's bring in all of these big acts. I mean, I, so I was just about to ask that. So I don't know the answer. <laughs> I mean, this, this was like this. I actually, they are almost at the exact same place where like wrestling and WWE specifically and new metal, I feel like peaked at the exact same yes. time. Like, exactly the same time. The Attitude Era, like, this is at the very end of the Attitude Era. Like, some might even say, like, this is, like, the beginning of post-Attitude Era. But, in, the, uh, in the next year or two, uh, yeah, the Attitude Era is gone for sure. And New Metal is also gone in the next year or two. Or a lot of these bands so are. Yeah, then it becomes the, like, I don't know, post-New Metal, like, what, like the Three Days Grace Era or something. You know? Sure, sure. Buddy or rock. So it's hard it's hard to say, like, because I feel like as an entity, you know, as a corporate entity, WWE was probably I don't know overall these bands way more influential and powerful, you know, but Mm -hmm. they had like destroyed all their competition at this point. But you know, like Limp Limp Biscuit had like they had like multi platinum albums and all this stuff, so I think yeah. there's one that we're skirting here, and it is Creed. Uh, oh and I remember God. from this era, the song My Sacrifice being played yes. on like a pay-per-view promo. And oh, I yeah. literally, I, so I recorded good. it yeah. on VHS. I remember <laughs> that I recorded it on my VCR at home. And like, you know, I think I recorded the entire pay-per-view or something, of course. But like all the promo videos, I remember being like so into that song, admittedly. 13 year old Corey. I love that song. Yeah. Um, here I'll I'll share this with you too. So if you ever want to like rewatch it, because I that's another one I rewatch and just get pumped. What was it? What uh, was the pay per view that that was a promo for? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. But there it is. If you ever want (laughs) to get into it, I love that uh, you have this just like ready to go whenever. So so. (laughs) Audio podcast, uh, but Good just shared in our little group chat uh, the very specific link for the WWF tribute video set to my sacrifice. If you this and it's like an <laughs> Attitude Era highlight video, really. It just shows every wrestler from the time and like some iconic moments, and it's playing the sick ballad. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's great. 
Not this Creed song on this seed this album it's... yeah what is young grow old what the fuck is that is ter- this is maybe the worst this is one of the worst songs on the album of like a, a questionable songs this one is bad uh, that's I... in my opinion some people might disagree but that's the problem well, with creed is yeah. <laughs> you go beyond the couple hits which are like the the ballads basically into their harder stuff and it just really sucks well so all right <laughs> i'm gonna a, i'm so... <laughs> They had harder songs. They had like Young Grow Old is like harder than you know, uh, with arms wide open or or like higher. Okay, you know? that's fair. That's fair. Those are more ballad esque. But so, all right, uh, I'm gonna hate myself for saying this. Well, no, actually, I don't. I'm I'm comfortable with it. Um, they they like Mark Tremonti, the guitarist of Creed, actually writes some pretty sick riffs. Like I feel like had Agreed. had we removed. Uh, Scott Stapp from the equation. They could well, they wouldn't they have reached the too. peak that they 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 got to. I know they did it with other bands, but they wouldn't have reached the peak that they got to. But maybe we would have found them as like a cool like underground like metal or new metal band. I don't know. Um, I that's kind of, that's kind of similar, I think, to Limp Biscuit. Like, um, like they 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 have good like musicians in the band, and then yes. Fred Durst is like this massive clown. I'm a That's huge West Borland fan, honestly. Oh, I yeah. think he's fucking great. Yeah, um, he writes some sick riffs, I think. I played, I like filled in on the drums for a Chicago band for a little while. And the show prior to when I like started filling in for them was at Sub-T Downstairs. Uh, for those of you outside of Chicago, Subterranean Downstairs is like a very notable little DIY spot over the last couple of years. Um, and West Borland's band at that time played at sub T downstairs with this band that I started playing with. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we hung out with him at sub T downstairs. He was very chill. You would never guess that he was a millionaire. He just like, uh, liked to play the guitar and that's what he was doing. He was just like find bands that he liked and he would play with them and he didn't care where or when they said, and he played at sub T downstairs. I'm like, that's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> That this guy who like regularly regularly plays like cruise ships and mm-hmm. WrestleMania is also just like <laughs> yeah, sub T downstairs. Okay, sure. I saw him at a Chicago Music Exchange when I I worked there. He actually used to come in just all the time, yes. and I guess that's the beauty of uh, wearing stage makeup is that no one really knows what you look like. So. Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. him. I've seen videos and stuff of him, and I still like I could never remember what he looks like. I have no idea. I'm picturing like the white and black makeup and like the big contacts and like yeah, that's exactly what he looked like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he came in fully decked out. But Creed, Creed specifically, the way you're talking about it, like yeah, I could totally see like like some of the riffs don't sound too different than like certain bands that we probably have played with you know right exactly i mean like it's some catchy stuff it's some really cool like big choruses and whatever you just have this like total like asshole i'm sorry to say it (laughs) scott stapp if you're listening to this but he definitely uh, is yeah like what's your deal like you ruined that band yeah okay creed Creed had potential Corey willis (laughs) (laughs) so so on the topic of memorable riffs uh, possibly not in like the realm of like regular music, but I think we would all agree that the the original Stone Cold Steve Austin theme and riff yes. is like one of the best themes of all time. And I 
the, the disturbed version was upsetting to me how yes. bad it was and how much it just ruined the song. I couldn't think of a worse thing you could do to that song than this version. It's so fucking bad. It's I, I skipped it. It, 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 it upset me actually when I listened <laughs> to this. So it has like that weird, that like quiet mumbling that that guy does. Um, that's yeah, like kind of, it's like marble mouth. Yeah. Rhyming. That, that um, reminds me, I want to interject because we, I, we're not going to talk about this song really, but the intro to the Drowning Pool song. Oh my God! Was the <laughs> intro to Down with the Sickness. I was very confused because that's a, I was like, why are they doing a disturbed thing? And then yes. Disturbed is here. Very weird. I, I specifically made a note and I was like, oh, the first five seconds of this album have whispering. And I know exactly what's about to happen for the next 90 minutes. I was like, the second that whispering came on, I was like, God damn, I know. I know exactly what is about to happen here with this little, this like sinister whispering. (laughs) But yeah, to play the game. So original Steve Austin uh, theme, the original like one composed is to me like in that era where they were like sort of out of touch or like they it was like right before the attitude era where they were starting to get edgy but like but still like it was like a like a boomer idea of edgy you know what i mean um. and, and like that original stone cold is like almost a like carryover from that but it was also like i feel like it hits a sweet spot where it's like it's it's a like hard rock song but it's not like trying too hard it just owns you know what i mean like it it just yeah it's just jim johnston nailed it i think so fun fact about the original stone cold steve austin theme um the story is that stone cold steve austin himself heard bulls on parade by rage against the machine and thought it was a really cool song and he took it to jim johnston and said hey i like this song can you make me a theme that's kind of like this and then jim johnston wrote that stone cold steve austin riff and then that's that's exactly what I mean, though, because I think it sounds nothing like that. <laughs> it definitely so, doesn't. <laughs> so I think it like, yeah, if it is comparing it to that, it like it sounds kind of lame. But like to me, I don't know. To me, it's per- it's like one of the best wrestling entrance themes. So about ever. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and about eight years ago, I actually did a maybe seven years ago, uh, did a show at uh, a house show where it was my house. So the thing I'm about to reference was a mess that I had to clean up. But uh, I had a friend <laughs> that, like bro- that a stranger's Well, bathroom. no, <laughs> I had a friend that broke a bottle and then we opened a set with the Stone Cold Steve Austin song and then uh friend, awesome. and then a friend of mine andy gardner came out and we were like he did a great stone cold impression so we're like could you come out and just say cut the music and uh cut the damn music and like he had done this guest like track on a friend's cd at the time that he had done like uh if vince mcmahon comes into or you know what i'm gonna do to vince mcmahon i'm gonna go into his house and i'm gonna paint just one wall in his dining room a different shade of white just to (laughs) see how long it takes him to notice and like i don't know it's just he did like a whole skit of things like that so we brought him out to uh to do an impression and so we we opened a set with that riff because it is so iconic and it is so amazing and uh 
yeah. Anyways, so that 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 really upset me hearing this like random new song for him at the time. So it's, he did. So some of these songs, I don't think wrestlers ever came out to. Stone Cold Steve Austin <clears throat> did come out to this for a while, um, which again sacrilegious seems like a little bit too strong of a word or too strong of a feeling to have about this. But, uh, so to try and find some other opinions, I did, I found a website, so I could not find much about this CD, but I did find a swapacd.com, which is like a used CD websites. Uh, and they had several reviews for this and, uh, almost everyone that reviewed the CD said that this was the best CD that this was, or I'm sorry, that this was the best song. M. Cadius reviewed this song and said, easily the best song on the CD, the one song I have been waiting so long to hear. Uh, and then another man, Jeremy, this is a review from 2002, um, five out of five, the best song on this CD. I can't wait to listen to this again and again. So many people in these reviews are just like, this is the best song. This Stone I, I Cold Steve Austin. I think a lot of people because it is that song, but then it's like it's like heavier, and I think a lot of people just took it's like so, heavier is better, you know? It's so bad. It's obscenely bad. It hurts Maybe that's me. a sign of the times, though. Like, you know, like we said, there's like a common thread that's kind of like existing within all these songs, and it's that like heavy very compressed like to get little audio technical here like very compressed yeah, yeah. like audio sound at the time they were all kind of produced the same way they all sounded the same um so yeah i don't know it's that's a good point this is a very consistent like the the tone of this album is very consistent yeah <laughs> i'll uh, give it that so I mean, that's that, uh that's that jim johnston production magic jim johnston huh. had his hands on i there are videos of his like studio they gave him a whole studio with every instrument he could ever want and it's mind-blowing like even for like for 2002 especially it's like a state of the art it's so beautiful uh it, and it's just him for the most part just him making music by himself he's got a gateway computer like ready to go <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> um so there's one that i listened to so the the raw across the nation by the oh. union underground also um, one of the worst songs on this Okay, so the chorus, when I was listening to this, I was like, this is Rob Zombie. This is Dragula. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, actually there's a Spotify playlist that exists of Forcible Entry that I listened to uh, uh, just trying to find it on Spotify because a lot of these songs are, you know, just the enough of, like, the WWF, like, either, you know, intro stuff or, or whatever, or, you know, enough of a remix that they don't have it on Spotify um, right. but this one is on there and I, um and it, it just sounds like dragula and i just can't yeah. get over it the chorus like i feel like the verse is okay yeah no the, the verse the is, is different enough but the chorus is is straight up like a uh, rob zombie song and rob zombie is on this record on that just, this. yeah yeah, I guess that happens a lot on here, doesn't it? <laughs> Where it's like drowning pool will do the disturb thing. This is even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Th this song. I don't think this song is too bad, only because I can picture the raw opening with it, and it, I think it fits pretty well. Like, I think it was pretty good. Like, 
video package. I yeah, it was fine. <laughs> the the clearly superior uh, show theme song is the beautiful people. It is that song, s- that song just rules already. And I then... think that might be the. I know that Marilyn Manson is canceled. Um, oh really? Yeah, I think he. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to bring it up, some, but yeah, yeah. Some some stuff came like back to light, uh, and he seems to be like a pretty shitty person. Um, but uh, that being said, well, this SmackDown, this theme SmackDown song. theme song is a good theme song, and it's surprising to me that they were able. I don't know for whatever reason in 2002, I still imagine Marilyn Manson kind of being like. Uh, sort of mysterious and like counterculture and not wanting to be part of any of this. So I have to imagine they gave him a, a lot of money, but they gave the band a lot of money. Uh, Cause this was the SmackDown theme for a long time. I think like a really long time. I imagine a lot yeah. of money exchange hands with, with all of these. Yes. 100%. Especially with uh, the themes though, for sure. Um, But so, so yeah, I, I don't want to advocate for Marilyn Manson. But I, of all of these songs, tonally speaking, this might be the best song on here. Uh, for me, at I, least for my. I, I, I uh, per, you know, you know me, I got my Limp Bizkit preference. <laughs> I will say when this song was out, I, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, it, like, I don't know, just the dynamic of like the whispering to the super heavy riff, you know, and then the big shouting choruses and stuff. It definitely was something that like, you know, you're a young teen uh, or preteen or whatever, and you're watching wrestling and you hear this song and like, um, I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to punch so. a hole in the wall. Um, I, I like that. They got one, they got one rap song on here, basically. Well, I guess this, the turn the tables was rap. But there they are got... a couple of like uh, bands that try to do some rapping. Well, no, um, there's legitimately Cypress Hill is on here. Wait, wait, I so thought you were referencing is... Kid Rock, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there are some there are some rhyming parts in some of these songs. Some like uh, white new metal guy rapping parts. But yes, uh, Cypress Hill. Uh, even though this song is just rock superstar, I was like, I was like, is this the same song? Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's I, I don't really know what's going on with this song because they don't like it, it has some Taz parts. I was actually surprised. This is the only one that has like commentary or like actual. It was like, awesome. Actually. Comments about Taz that aren't just like, here's this thing he does. Or like the the Raven song says the word Raven. <laughs> well, uh, it also has times. a Raven calling <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> That's another one where the actual Raven theme song is so much better because it's constant rate. The Raven calling is the beat. It's like, yeah. call, 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 <laughs> Like this whole song. Sorry, what was that, Goo? Call, 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 Sorry. No, I know. I remember that like completely. And, and, but th- that being said that it was like a little bit of like a calling, you know, calling card that, oh, well, obviously I know whose theme song this is, you know. Yeah, you got But the Taz one's that. just over. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love the Taz one <clears throat> because, I don't know, I just love the riff while they had the commentary, I think, of like Michael Cole going like, yes, Taz hates everyone. He even hates himself. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, Taz is pissed off. I loved it. Yes. Um... And then, yeah, the Vince McMahon song I want to throw out there, too, because it's worse. 
they took out (laughs) that one has lame i think white guy rapping on it in the original but it's so funny I just think of Vince's goofy ass walk to this goofy ass uh, shaking no his head, That's his head and his yes, arms. The struts. Yeah, in the gray suit. They I'll... didn't need to make that hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. It, so, so like looking through these, I was like at least like name recognition remembered most of these bands. Uh, I didn't remember the name Dope, but I've like Dope is maybe like the worst performers on this. Like the guy's voice is like, I don't know. It, it was all like very like phoned into me on an album of like, is this your best performance? Um, yeah. The dope song was especially, I was just like, this is bad. Dope wishes that they were drowning pool. Dope wishes that they were <laughs> this Creed song. So did did Vince McMahon rip his uh, quads to this version or to uh, the original version? He's probably ripped his quads to like five different songs, <laughs> not all of them even being his own. I did. I, I spent a, too much time at work today trying to find like uh, if someone actually came out to this song or not. So I did learn that Vince McMahon never came out to this version of this song. He knew. He's like, all this shit sucks. <laughs> Vincent, like, a single song on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Lita. Lita. Uh, I was, uh, I have never heard of this band Boy Hits Car before. This was, that was a band that I was like, who the fuck is that? What'd you think about that song? So I do, I think Lita is cool. Lita has a seven seconds tattoo. And, like, uh, I remember watching her Hall of Fame induction speech. And she like gave a shout out to just like punk rock in general, and like shout mentioned out to punk rock. Yes, she was like punk rock saved my life, and so she had like she had the seven seconds tattoo, and I was like, okay. I also oh, she played in a band with uh, she. So she has played in bands before. I'm forgetting uh, what noteworthy bands she played with. Anyway, so I had high hopes yeah. for this song. I was like, this song will probably be cool. It was different. There was like some, I don't know, what was that trumpets? There were some horns on this. Yeah. Um, the song. Nah, I kind of, so, I kind of like this song actually. I liked that it was different, but I still didn't. I wanted to. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a cool song. It's called Boy Hits Car. That kind of sounds like Boy Sets Fire. This song is all one word: love, <laughs> love fury, fury, passion, passion energy. energy. I couldn't um, figure out what part of the song any person would ever consider walking to the ring when she comes out now it just starts with uh so fuck your rules man (laughs) that's it (laughs) it it, is not a good entrance theme definitely but she used this one though she did she still does if she comes back she's yes i I think her uh rob van dam still uses his he still uses that one that song rules by the way um, and that's it, actually. I think that's that's it. Um, uh, can can I ask, like, uh, the two of you? I realize I'm a guest here, but I'm just curious. Uh, no, so the two of you, what like, what are your favorite uh, entrance songs of all time? All time. All time. Single uh, entrance song, single version first, of all time. First thing that comes to mind is. Uh, uh, cult of personality for cm punk it's that's a pretty sick. that's Hell a pretty yeah. great one that, that's that another one that's be like, up there that song just rules already but mm-hmm. then 
Like when he when he hits like the turnbuckle and the chorus starts, it's like neon lies, Nobel Prize. It's so ep- such an epic like chorus. Vernon Reed is also a shredder. Their guitarist. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So. That that actually everyone got me in that to band is so good to their full album, mm-hmm. like the album that's on, and it it is awesome. Yes. Ooh. But I, I think for. Know. For me, it, uh, it might have to be the Degeneration X theme. When okay. I was a kid, the Degeneration X theme got me like an un like unprecedented level of hype. It got me so fucking excited <laughs> every time I heard the DX theme. Um, I think that guy just recently died. R.I.P. DX guy. Uh, oh, DX yeah. like the the vocalist. Um, pr- watching them perform it live, it was god awful. They did that version of uh, America the Beautiful, right? And it was terrible. Um, Arguably not a good band. But that song is just like, it takes me, like, I remember going to Kmart and buying the DX shirt at Kmart. Um, My mom wouldn't let me get the regular one. So I had to get the Kmart one that didn't have, we got two words for you. Suck it on the back. My mom did not approve (laughs) of me saying suck it or doing crotch chops or anything. Um... But I liked I liked the production. They would always like splice in like, oh, they're coming to the ramp. But then the video production like splices in like all this other kind of edgy, risque, neon green footage. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very like from the footage to like the way they would like cut frequently to it to the song. It was like a total package type thing. Absolutely. Do you have one, Corey? I mean, we've already talked about it. I I have to say that the stone cold theme the og is is it's just iconic i mean you when he like was out for multiple surgeries when he was out for various reasons and you would just hear that that glass breaking he was back yeah it just for me that like the the adrenaline was just like holy shit i can't believe that he's here you know and and i think that that um that kind of yeah. has just stayed with me. So um, I'm pretty basic, though. So no, that's, I mean, that's a great pick. Like we talked about, again, uh, I can't believe I saw so... I even found like a, like a Bleacher Reports or some, some website did like a top uh, wrestling themes like done by other bands article mm. from a few years ago, and they had that disturbed version of Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme in the what top five and i just on? i couldn't believe it i'm shocked that any i can't believe that a single person likes that song it's god awful yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna share a song uh that you should listen to afterwards which is uh the original like sting wcw theme song which is called the man called sting. man called sting yeah. It's a and man it's, constant. The lyrics are like, he it's does this, constant. he does that. <laughs> it's a great, uh, like, like again, the early 90s version of, like, we're, like, rocking so hard right now. So, I, I know we're on a spectrum of this, um, and we're all, we're all rockers of varying degrees, like we've established. Would would any of would either of you play in a band like any of the bands featured on here, like touring? You're gonna you're gonna get paid okay, uh, but you got to be in this band <laughs> full time. 
Would you commit to being in any of these bands? Uh, I will 110% say <laughs> that if Limp Biscuit ever needed another West Borland, I would do it. Uh, or if there was an up-and-coming band that were like, hey, we've got this dumbass that's going to rap some dumb shit, uh, and we need you to play some heavy riffs below this. Uh, are you down? And you have to also, you can wear whatever you want. You should probably wear like some crazy makeup. I would 110% be in. So Limp Biscuit would be my choice. That would be also my choice. I would love to play some like ignorant ass riffs, like break stuff and all yes. that. But yes. when I, li- I listen to Limp Biscuit sometimes quite frequently and I hear the bass parts, I'm like, this sounds hard. <laughs> like, the bass player in that band is not a slouch, nor is Get the that drummer. that five-string, right? I mean, I, I would say Limp Bizkit is a talented group of musicians, for sure. I don't think anyone's questioning that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like three good musicians and a guy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Who, did they get, who did they get signed by? Uh... <laughs> Cash Money <laughs> Records. They did uh... Uh... The, well, they, who did they get discovered level. by though oh, um, oh oh i don't it was like stained or something right no it was it's reversed or yeah no fred Limp- durst used his clout to get stained and puddle of mud signed uh, they were both like okay. his his like babies <laughs> yeah because there's that like live there's i i do remember the music video for that stained song uh, where it's whatever that guy's name is playing acoustic guitar and Fred Durst is just like kind of sitting next to him and he's just like, I'm digging those lighters, y'all. Uh, to like the family oh, values yeah. crowd. I do remember that music video, yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I would sign me up. I'll be in Limp Biscuit. Vic, what about you? <sighs> would you be our drummer? <laughs> I, so our DJ Lethal? <laughs> oh yeah, you could be the Ooh. DJ. Okay, there's four... <laughs> Talented musicians in <laughs> Limp Bizkit. So uh, I was thinking about this. And so when I was like, how old was I? 19, 20. I was playing in a uh, Screamo bands. It was like a three piece Screamo band. And one of the people in the band. So it was like a very like, uh, it was a very DIY. Like we put out seven inches. We went on tours that we were just like basement shows and like DIY Screamo in 2007. Um, and so the guitar player, an old friend of mine, uh, around that same time we were like touring a lot, had just been like taking, um, like at the time there was a music go around. Have either of you been to a music go around? Are you familiar with that? So we would take, uh, like people would put up like flyers at the music go around that were just like looking for guitar players to jam with. And he would take every single one and go and jam with those people, which now I kind of respect, uh, but at the time, I was just like, oh, that guy's, that's weird. Uh, and he met this new metal band called Faded Black. Uh, so, and gray. This new me- so gray. So <laughs> gray. Right. Faded Black was the name of this band. You can look them up. Um, and and he started like playing shows with that band some nights and then playing shows with our Screamo band other nights. And that new metal band in Nebraska made so much money and we would have all these like conversations and people like, I just want to be in a band that makes some money. And I'd be like, well, that's not, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not what it's about. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's DIY. We're passionate about this. This is a community that, that whole thing. And he was just like, no, I want to make money. So he quit the screamo band to play in this new metal band. And, uh, 
uh, that new metal band played with so many of these bands. They would be like the opener. I know they opened for Saliva. I know they opened for Seven Dust. I know they opened for uh, like any band like that. Uh, and so I was like, man, at the time I was like, fuck that. That sucks. I've got ethics. <laughs> I've got I've got principles. I'm DIY. Uh, now I don't know. Um, some of the bands on here. Fuck no. I would not play in dope. Uh, I, I do not want to go on tour with dope or uh, the band that did the, the raw theme, the, the Union Underground. No, thank you. Or Marilyn um, Manson. We've already kind of written that one yeah. off immediately. Yeah, that, that, that one's off the table. That one's off the table. Rob Zombie? I play in Rob Zombie's band. Yeah. I, fuck out. This, like, yeah. Um, I would I, uh, play in Kid Rock's band by chance that I might meet Uncle Cracker. I see. I, Solely I was that you would meet Uncle Crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he still hang around? He's got to be around somewhere. I mean, he didn't die, I don't think. I feel like they had. A, they probably had a falling out about politics, but I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker also did several WWF theme songs, I think. Whoa. Um, <laughs> really? That's he weird. did. He did the X Factor theme that everyone cites as like one of the worst theme songs. Oh, okay. Um, he ex- yes, Uncle Cracker has done at least <laughs> one wrestling theme song. Um, I I only know his one song. So. <laughs> Is, is, I'm sorry. Again, audio podcast. Goo, did you just send us a photo of Uncle Cracker? <laughs> yeah, I found some good Uncle Crackers. Uh, this is this is all right. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I do not know how to access the chat function on this. So <laughs> I've been getting all these, page. and I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out after this. But now there's nah. an Uncle Cracker photo, so it's just, it's just like uh, you might need to tap into that. Yeah, there's a pretty he, average looking, terribly facial haired guy. He wears his hats to the side. It's a oh, I see it now. Yeah, <laughs> what a guy. He he looks like he looks oh. like he would be an extra in an Adam Sandler movie. This looks like <laughs> with the first oh, one hate, at least. <laughs> I hate that chest tattoo. Oh, this is god awful. Oh yeah, we we got to do an Uncle Cracker tattoo episode. You <laughs> really uh, dive two into experts here. <laughs> Dive into Uncle Cracker tattoos and various <laughs> facial hair. Oh, uh, he has Cracker tattooed on him. Oh no, he's proud to be Uncle Cracker. No. Also, there's like a really trashy like set of furn- lawn furniture. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> children's. So again, audio podcast. Goo just sent us this photo of Uncle Cracker. Goo, explain what's going on in this photo here. He's Why did showing, you send it? He's showing off his. Tattoo where he has cracker on his arm. He's got an outer forearm tattoo that just says the word cracker with a K. He's his, making a uh, he's making surname. a playful face. He like looks po- very playful. Posing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with the playful theme in the back they have one of those like little plastic lawn <laughs> toys. That... It's like a Fisher Price like toddler house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he might have kids. Why is that trashy? Maybe he's well, no, kids. it's not that. It's it's what's oh. in between him and the oh, house. It's, the, lawn it's the upholstered lawn furniture that looks yeah. very dirty that he's sitting on. And I'm just wondering what happened and why he's posing here and Look, how he got, he got those here. at a discount. It's the end of the season going, in, you know, <laughs> summer. This over. photo, this photo has given me serious like. Uh, people who never left Beatrice, Nebraska, posted on social media like, 
anyone want to cuddle tonight? Kind of like <laughs> that type of guy New uh, who just, ugh, I hate it. I It's, it's skeezing me out. Uh, all right. We've gone somewhere, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, so, so Corey, normally on the podcast, after mm-hmm. we've talked about this, we decide whether or not uh, whatever piece of media we consumed is required or not. So, um, <laughs> one, I'm curious, because I don't think we established this. So, we're going to go around the horn here. Uh, favorite song on this album, least favorite song on this album, and whether or not you think this is required listening. Like, uh, if, there was a, if there was a textbook, uh, do we want to say required listening for wrestling, or do we want to say required listening for, like, the history of music? It's up to interpretation. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna view it as a, a, so I I will interpret that as I'm recommending this to your fans or not yes. recommending this yes. to your fans. Yes. So, um, <laughs> favorite, obviously Roland. Okay. Uh, least favorite. I'd say fifty percent of the rest of the record. Uh, and and as far as whether this is required, and I'm sorry that this is my first uh, appearance here on the it's podcast, okay. uh, but I must say I don't believe that this is required. I'm sorry, <laughs> Gooey. Uh, I I just don't think that there. I mean, I understand the nostalgia, but I don't believe that there are enough crucial versions of the songs that we all want to hear on this absolutely that would make it required it doesn't hold up to scrutiny that's right. for sure but it has it, it definitely holds a place to where i heard some of these riffs and it hearkened me back to you know living in my mom's house and, and <laughs> recording vcr recordings of of these uh you know the promos and stuff so uh it's got its place but i, I is it required not for me that's fair that absolutely 100 that's fair Goo, what do you think? <laughs> I'm um, just I'm curious before I give my opinion. Goo. I I want to go with a yeah, just due to what I said before, where it's like they they like finally did it. <laughs> they like nailed at least like capturing, you know, this something in pop culture while it was still relevant. Uh I found out that uh there's a um what's it called? There's a follow-up they did a they did a sequel to this album in 2006 just like of a similar similar format that i'm seeing but it's like it doesn't have it doesn't have that same feeling because it's like most of these bands aren't actually relevant anymore you know okay okay so i feel like this was this is like one of their best in terms of what they were going for at the time this is like stands out but yeah most of the songs are terrible actually I mean, but like I, I do agree with you though that at this, you know, looking at it from you know a lens of like, uh, you know, being in the future now, but like at the time it was fusing together two big pieces of pop culture, you know, TRL and WWF, uh, yeah. and and fusing those two pieces of culture in one CD, hence why it you know got so high on the Billboard charts, um, you know, it 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 was a perfect crossover for for fans of both and or or for fans of each that that could become fans of both so i mean that's a, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it you're absolutely right <laughs> it's I'm definitely not the most <laughs> I, there are probably more interesting 
wrestling albums, especially like the ones with like original songs, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll get to those. We got but, plenty of time to yeah, get to those. We, we'll get to them. So I'm sorry, did you say favorite and least favorite song? Oh, fav- favorite's gotta be Rollin'. Uh, one of Ooh. my that's one of my favorite songs of all time. I Come think. on, of all time. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> my favorite Limp Biscuit song. That's that's how high <laughs> it is. It's so good. <laughs> um, I I was gonna say I actually I think I could do vocals in Limp Biscuit if I was to join any of the bands because I get really hyped when he I posted about this the other day. But I love when he goes uh uh. To all the ladies, to all the fellas, and to all the people that don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I, I used to no, love that. No rhyme, no like. No. All the rockers, the hip hoppers, and everyone around the world, and everybody all around the world. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I didn't realize that Fred Durst himself popped into the podcast right now. <laughs> Fred Durst, like he speaks to me. I think on some sort of level. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, I follow at least two people on Instagram who love Fred Durst and will regularly post like current photos of salt and pepper Fred Durst with just like daddy captions. I'm not personally seeing it, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like Fred Durst that much. I yeah. Just, that's, uh, yeah, that's different. I just that's respect different. him that's as, different. Uh, as an artist and a businessman. <laughs> Uh, least favorite i don't know probably probably the dope song or maybe even what they did to that stone cold song but but even then it's like i don't know i don't want to compare the bands but i feel like they're still like slightly better as a band than some of these other other bands but they're still a bad band i mean they definitely like Yes, I I would say that they definitely stacked this album. So like, oh, all of the really noteworthy songs are at the beginning, right? Because there's um, no other reason Stacy Keebler's theme would be second, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lita's theme is very last. Yeah, that's a combination yeah. of like not their biggest star. Even though I loved mm-hmm. Lita at the time, I named yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I named my cat Lita actually Aww, in, in 2002. Um. But yeah, not a big star, not a big band. So it's just, it's last. It's not a good closer. It's just last. Poof. And Vince hated his version of the theme, so he threw so it So he, he had to put that way, way down there. I'm I sure love the, I... Vince picking <laughs> the flow of the album. <laughs> I do love the idea of someone, like my dad, sitting down and like putting a CD on and just like listening to this, like all like 20 tracks or whatever it is, just like in one sitting, just like, all right, going to listen to some music tonight and just listening to this. This was it. You were those though. parents that used to like preview their kids records and stuff. And like, they'd oh, be yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. well, all right, I'm going to sit down before goo listens to this. I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> My dad would be into it. That's how I, I know. I, I knew um, we would blast uh disturbed in the, in the car um from swapcd.com one of the reviewers legend from montana in tw- 2003 did write all right first off this cd has edited lyrics which i fucking hate i hate them and you <laughs> can't legit. buy an yeah. explicit version um and then he proceeds to write a very long i guess i can't talk because we just made a podcast about this but he has a, a very in-depth analysis about each of these songs 
Yeah, don't promote this post from <laughs> 2003. It's but from send it source, but send though. it in the chat, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so me uh ooh, the worst song has got to be that disturbed version of the Stone Cold Steve Austin song. That's it's the worst. Uh best song, I got to say that that Our Lady Peace riff, not the song, <laughs> just the riff is is the best part is the best music on this CD. Um yeah, would I would I say this is required? Absolutely not. Uh, hell no. Is this required listening? So you, I mean, are patently siding with Chris Benoit and the whole yeah, debacle. Full endorsement. Uh, Listen, hold on, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I've said some. We've all said some questionable things here. I'm not going to advocate for murder. All I'm saying, I is stand that... by everything I said. <laughs> Same. Put this in a vault for uh, 20 years. This will hold up. I just think I do think that riff is a good riff, um, and someday good. I'll learn how to play guitar and I'll learn that riff. I okay. love that riff. I liked Chris Benoit's tights back in the day. Let's just Me talk too. about all the things. They were so <laughs> cool. They were actually really cool. They had the the razor like the teeth on them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rabid Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverine teeth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> um, before before we say some stuff that we shouldn't say about Chris Benoit, Corey, is there anything that you would like to plug or promote here as we wind down? Um, you know, uh, always doing a, a bunch of things. Um, I'm uh, I have some some projects coming up. Uh, I will just say that I promote anything that I'm working on on my instagram cory willis uh Corey with an e. um and uh yeah i have some some cool stuff coming up uh podcasts and uh other video things that uh that are going to be coming out this winter so hopefully you can enjoy those in the future um otherwise uh i you know music stuff is always always working so uh i'm just very had that uh, very happy rather that you guys had me on here and uh of course yeah thank and, you for coming yeah, thank on. you for coming yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing big to plug coming out. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a lot of stuff. Like I said, uh, you know, give me uh, a follow, and I'll, uh, I'll send you all the, the stuff I'm, I'm working on here in the near future. So, we'll put all the links. We'll mention everything in the intro too. But cool. Yeah, uh, that's about cool. it. Beautiful. Well, uh, anything else, Goo? Uh, no, I, I feel like I've uh, given my soul. <laughs> I can't believe that Goo and I both went to see Saliva open for Aerosmith. That's probably the most shocking thing that we talked about. I was like, "This is embarrassing," but and (laughs) I actually went to this concert. Oh my god! Yeah, I was happy to be there. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, good night, y'all.